Hi, my name is Jay Rothman. Welcome to Real Men Real Talk Live. On last week's episode, if you missed it, for me, it was a different path. I literally had to play so hard and for so long in corporate America and live a lifestyle that was killing me. So we all have a different path. But I can tell you this, Jeff. When I woke up in that hospital, I knew that my life was changed forever. You've heard me say it. I knew the man I had become, and I hated myself. But I had no idea who I was. Because I sold out. Welcome back to Real Men Real Talk Live. Again, my name is Jay, and uh, welcome to the program. I'd like to take a moment here to introduce my co-host this evening. We have the man of the land from down under. He calls Australia home, known as the Aboriginal Evis Love. Welcome back to Real Men. Ooh, looking forward to diving in deep after that, brothers. We have uh, Jay Riddy, calls Southern California <laughs> home or Seoul, California, uh, appropriate for tonight's episode. Welcome back, Jay Riddy, Josh Richard. I like that. Soul Cal. I hadn't heard that before, Jay. <laughs> And, of course, we have Jeff Fasano. He calls Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome back to Real Memorial Talk Live, Jeff Fasano. Thanks, Jay Rothman. Let's, uh, as Evans would say, dive deep into this. Yeah, so tonight's episode is actually 147. Uh, tonight's topic is all about are you sold in or did you sell out? And um, who wants to uh, kick us off, get us hot, light us up, and get this show going tonight? But before we do go there, though, I do want to welcome – our viewers and listeners, if you're listening in tonight, welcome home. Welcome back. And if you should hear something that inspires you, uh, we invite you to share it out on the link to uh, YouTube and or LinkedIn um, channels at this moment. Uh, welcome back. And we invite you to drop comments in the live uh, comment section uh, if you feel so inspired. Who wants to kick us off tonight and light us up on what tonight's topic is all about? You know what, Joe the Roth man? I think it would be more than appropriate since you're in the top echelon and coming in with that reel, I want to hear from you, my friend. Mm. What does yeah. this mean to All you? All right. Well, I, I, guess I, I guess I can oblige. Uh, you know, this, this topic uh, is one that I know is, is, is dear to all of our hearts in this, in this uh, talk show here because each one of us have most likely have had a period in their life where we have sold out. Um, in the moment, it, it, we may not even have been aware to what extent we were selling out. But we could be talking about our career path. We could be talking about our relationships. We could be talking about our own physical, emotional, mental health. Uh, I kind of, I'll raise my hand and say, 
I sold out in pretty much every aspect of my life. Uh, I did everything mm -hmm. I could do to try to control the outcomes of my life. But the truth was, is that pretty much how I felt internally, I was out of control and it, it caught up with me. And, uh, you know, for me, what it came down to was that I, by the time I woke up, I had in fact sold out. And uh, for me, the journey of coming home has been a journey of reconnecting at the soul level so that I don't ever, ever find myself in a vulnerable position where one more time I've compromised my own well-being, whether it be, again, my emotional, my mental, my physical, and my spiritual well-being as it relates to my business, as it relates to my relationships. The most important relationship, of course, is the one with ourselves. And so tonight's topic is uh, it gets, it's going to get pretty deep because we're going to take it everywhere from relationships to, uh, to choices we've made in our life. Um, as it relates to how we take care of ourselves or don't, and as well as our relationships with others. So what do you make of that, Josh, Richard? I don't even know where to start, first of all, because I have sold out in every one of those aspects that you uh, so poignantly brought up, Jay. And um, yeah, thinking back on those moments, it's not, it's not fun um, to think what I did and how I betrayed myself and potentially others as well along the way. Um, but what we do get to do is make different choices now and we get to protect that little, uh, I get to protect that little Josh inside that I sold out and didn't speak his truth for him and didn't protect um, him through boundaries. And I get to show up differently for him today. And mm -hmm. in a big way. And I get to make new choices and protect him vehemently. And so for me, yeah, this is near and dear to my heart because it is painful to remember all the times that I betrayed him. Um, and that I made choices from a hurt place. And that's all it is, right? I guess we can't beat ourselves up too much. We only knew what we knew at the time. And when mm -hmm. we're not awake and we're asleep at the wheel and we're just fighting to be loved be appreciated, uh, be respected at work, um, ultimately fighting for love, right? The love mm. that we wish we could give ourselves. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's an interesting topic because um, I do remember all those times that I did sell out. Mm. I'm curious, Josh, uh, do you ever find yourself at this phase in your life where when you reflect back, do you beat yourself up for, for those moments or where are you at in your relationship with forgiveness of self? Um, I feel good. I feel, I'm at peace. Um, it's yeah, it's not, not fun to look back and think of some of the things that the old me did. Um, but I do forgive him for where he was at mm. and the limited things that he knew at the time. Uh, so mm. today I'm peaceful and also because today I show up with so much heart and so whole and so loving and caring both for the inner little Josh and those around me. And that's the way that I get to maybe repay some of the wrongs I did in the mm. past. Mm. What's coming up for you, Jeff? Um, I think Josh said something that's important. Uh, we can all look at like, where did I sell out? Um, 
but do we sell out consciously? We, we, we can look back on it and say, wow, I sold out. I did this for money. I did this. I did this. But the reason why we can look back on it is because we've raised our level of awareness of consciousness that we are living in our soul space now or our heart space, living from that perspective. And we can look back and say, wow, wow, where was I back then? I mean, I look at that. I don't think I ever sold out, but, you know, I wasn't 18 years in the corporate world, wasn't living the life I'm living now from a, from a soul perspective, but that was where I was. That was that part of my life. Um, and those are the choices I made based upon what I knew and what I didn't know. But now we can live, we can move in and live from that, our soul space. As we were you know, talking about in our uh, production meeting, are we, we can now live from our soul space or, or the soul perspective where we're really living our life in the flow of life day by day, moment by moment, minute by minute, minute and being conscious and aware and also saying, well, what's going on in my life right now is based upon my soul plan or, or whatever that is. And everything that happens in it is in that soul plan, that soul perspective. And now what I can do is simply be in that flow and make conscious choices based upon how much I love, honor, and value myself and more consciously aware of where I am or we are in our life now. What do you make of that, Ev? Well, say some beautiful things, brothers. And look, you can really go into a deep show tonight. And I think obviously this time of the year, we come into certain celebrations uh, here in the land down under. We're actually in what would be known as the Good Friday. And we're talking about this soul plan. So what have we made the deal with? Well, we've lost connection with the soul. I think to really understand first, we need a starting point of what's going on. Where is the soul coming from? Now, look, many of our community, I'm sure, are quite aware of, you know, the idea of incarnation, uh, the soul uh, going through many lives to learn lessons, hopefully mm -hmm. grab those gifts and be able to evolve as a soul. Uh, unfortunately, when we come down here and, uh, you know, experience this beautiful physical reality, sometimes and most of the times we'll get amnesia of those previous lifetimes. So what happens is, is that, you know, and it's free will, it's a free uh, will universe. But what happens is that we may lose those memories of those previous lifetimes and what we didn't learn previously that we may have to take on in the next life. Some people might see this as karma or cause and effect. So we carry on these particular lessons and, you know, by the, let's say, manipulation, let's say by the persuasion, let's say by the distractions of the 3D world, that we end up taking on even more. And unfortunately, whether we soul out or sell out our soul's true destination and path and plan, we fall into particular things that are wrapped around, like I've always said, in the 3D. It's all about relationships, 
It's all about your health. It's all about career money. The thing that really does govern all of this, my brothers and sisters, is time. So what are we doing with our time as a soul down here? Are we on the path of the soul? Are we on the plan of your soul plan? How do we get to that? What is that? Where is it taking us? So these are some of the deeper questions when I started to really come into my consciousness and really initiating that part of me, that deep inner knowing of how I now live my soul plan. Now, there's many ways we can do this. Obviously, I'm going to drop some tonight, being a deep show, I feel, this time of the year. But, you know, many people fall into it. And unfortunately, whether that was through something, a health, an accident through health, uh, whether it's been through a downfall within a relationship, all in the crisis of the money side of things as well. It all adds up. And at the end of the day, my brothers and sisters, whether you know it or not, this is all your soul plan. Mm. Mm. This is true. <laughs> but it's about surrendering into that and knowing and learning how to surrender into that flow of life. Mm -hmm. What do you think blocks us from that, Jeff? Um, trying to control things. Once again, we go back to, you know, what we learned, our conditioning. Like I said at the beginning, we were living different lives 10, 15, 20 years ago. And we were at a specific place in our soul plan. But we, as Ev just said, we probably didn't even know it or even understand it. So we made choices from where, from what we knew and what we didn't know. It's, it's, I don't think it's so much about what blocks us from getting there. It's about following the inner path and the inner journey to become aware, like Ev said, well, already there. So everything, <laughs> if, we, if we subscribe to living a soul plan from the soul perspective, then everything that's happened in our life up until this very moment in time is in that plan. So if we could understand that and say, oh, wow, well, here's, here I am now. So now I can let go of trying to control things and know that what transpires in my life is in my soul plan. And now I can respond to it, make choices with it from the soul perspective or the heart perspective, grow, learn from it, whatever has transpired. And then we can move into a different flow of life. That's beautiful, Jeff. And I mean, you just sparked in me, you know, when the hardest years of my life, um, I mean, multiple trips through rehab and a near suicide clearly weren't great years. And it's hard when you're in it to think that it's happening for you, right? not to you mm -hmm. and it sure is great being out of it 
and I can now appreciate that. And so I think I just, yeah, wanted to speak to maybe those out there who are in a particularly challenging, um, difficult, uh, low period in your lives that this may be your gift. Mm -hmm. Um, and it may, my hardest years, um, obviously were horrific and um, nearly impossible. However, today I am so deeply grateful for them. And if I could take back any moments in my life, I certainly wouldn't take back those because they gave me everything. They were, I woke up, I uh, became aware and I got on my life's path, which is sharing this message and sharing the truths that make that we have the power to make our lives amazing and incredible, but I couldn't have ever got there without hitting the bottom. Mm. And so I wouldn't take it back. And if you are in a difficult period right now, it may be your gift, but the beautiful thing with the soul plan is we don't always get the window into what's happening. Right. And sometimes we get that window later. And for me, it was like a six year wait um, but be patient. We don't always know what's happening and things beautifully connect. And these gifts that you may be getting right now through hard times, um, might become your mission, your passion, maybe even your purpose. Love it, brother. And I just want to answer what you're saying there too, Jay, you know, like, like your brother's saying there, you know, um, the purpose comes along the line after you've gone through all of that. But what is really blocking us, my brothers and sisters, are your beliefs or emotions. Mm-hmm. And when we actually understand, you know, uh, what the soul is composed of, particularly in this 3D level, I've spoken on a previous show about it. One of those things is obviously your emotions. The other couple of things for me is obviously that willpower or the will. Your mind is the other thing. But then when you think what's governing those, well, that's your spirit. And I've called that on. I've said that's the CEO or should be the CEO. But when those beliefs that we've taken on as reality, all those emotions that have blocked us in time, when they take over, the body has a, quite clever way of taking over the control of your life. So that's where a lot of the trauma, the abuse, it gets stored in the body until this stuff is released. So how do we make our way past some of those things? We say it show after show after show. We have to uh, heal the inner child, brothers and sisters. We have to go Mm -hmm. back to those days when we were playing once upon a time when we were able to use creative imagination, when we will be able to use our intuition versus our logic and rational mind. See, when we come to that state of being, we let go of the strain, we let go of the grit, the tension. The world literally becomes a playground again. But until then, we keep running into these roadblocks, whether it's like a brother saying, is it the career for, is it the relationship, is it the health? And the universe keeps knocking at the door for you to get, just jump back on this path. 
But as I've mentioned, this is all free will. So do we get to uh, go around in another cycle or do we move on and evolve as a soul? Mm. Mm. You know, uh, I'm curious, uh, as each, each one of you are, are dropping some pretty significant wisdom, truth bombs in a moment here, uh, for someone that, that may not even be aware of uh, their relationship with the soul within, for example, if you're not even, let's say, consciously aware of that part of yourself, any suggestions from one of you gentlemen how, mm. how you can reconnect with the soul? What, what is, the, what is, the, what is the, the journey to get there? How do you get there? How do you know when you've arrived? And then how do you know that it's the soul that's speaking to you rather than the egoic mind? Start with I, your passions. Sorry, Josh, you go. You go. I was going to say the same thing, Ev. I was going to say, <laughs> what, did, what did you do as a child for fun? When there wasn't work, when there wasn't commitments, when there weren't relationships or significant others, when you were just at play and you had time to do whatever it is you wanted on a Saturday or when school was off for the summer, what did you choose to do for fun? And those are your breadcrumbs to your passions, your truth, you as a, as a soul, as a spirited being inside. That was what you chose to do for fun and for no other reason. It had nothing to do with jobs, uh, career advancement. It had nothing to do with money at the time. So if you don't know where your passions are or where what's in that soul of yours, think back. Go back to when you were a kid. Mm. What did you do then? And maybe, just maybe, that could be a clue to what you could follow now. Mm. Exactly, brother. It's, it's yeah, that passion, Ev. Mm. That yeah, passion. my brother. It's the passions. And we spoke about that last week, which was beautiful onto this show. You, know, you just think what really goes through our day in this human form you know, we talk about this big word of responsibilities. Unfortunately, some people's habits get in the way of their day. And that third one, like you mentioned, it's the passions. So if we're governed by time down here, how are you using your time? How can you now create space to allow you to play like Josh is saying, to visit, revisit some of those beautiful passions mm. as, a, as a child? You know, responsibilities to commitments, it's a big word. But when we take up on that, we forgot how to play along the way. And so, I've known, so, so many people now have got themselves into unhealthy habits, which we've done shows on as well. So now how can we contemplate, and we may have to go on the inner journey and do some of this meditation, like I keep saying, to really pinpoint some of those things so they come to the surface and you start to become aware and conscious of what's been happening up until this point within your life. Mm -hmm. That way you can now create some space to start doing these things. Is it writing? Is it reading? Is it, uh, you know, some sort of other creative aspect? Is it listening to music? Is it taking a walk out on country in nature? Mm -hmm. These are all your passageways and short entries. Mm -hmm but we neglect them because we've been sold out to the 3D world of materialism. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful. I just had a really funny thought too. What I did for fun as a kid is I, <laughs> me and my buddy would dig holes in the dirt lot next to our house and build these like forts. And no, I'm not a professional ditch digger to this day, <laughs> but I realized that I'm a born creator and I always have to build and I always have to create. So mm. the yeah. clues are there. The clues are mm. there. Even if you're digging holes. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm curious, Josh, so even, even when you're in, in a creative, which uh, I'd say all four of us have tapped into our creative in our in our last number of years in our in how we show up. But even even in when you are working, let's say in your passion and you're doing what what fills you up, isn't it still possible to to sell out? Meaning if you're let's say you're associated with an organization where you're not in alignment mm-hmm. with the culture, even though they're paying you to provide your creative talents at what point even even in that environment or description as i'm sharing can it feel like we're selling out because if if the if the foundation of the organization is not in alignment with us with our own soul and either having integrity or lacking integrity how they treat their employees how they treat themselves at what point does it begin to feel like uh, you've sold out again? And then how do you find your way out of that maze so that you can come back to feeling amazing? Well, isn't it all about resonance and vibration? If you're paying attention, once again, if you're living from the soul perspective, you're paying attention to the resonance or non-resonance of something, some relationship, and paying attention to ourselves? How does this make me feel? Mm. Quite, you can ask that question. How does it make me feel doing this? How does it make me feel? Mm. Does it resonate with me? Does it raise my resonance and vibration? Because what we're looking for is getting into the flow of life. So what we're re- with the, for the where our resonance and vibration is, what is happening, what is going on in our life and what we're choosing in our life matches that resonance and vibration. So when we're in a flow, so if we're doing something and we all know this, hmm, that's weird. Oh, that doesn't feel right. That's pay We have to pay. It's important to pay attention to that. Yeah. Pay attention to how we feel. I want to take a moment here. Let's switch gears a little bit. We've been talking a little bit about, you know, our career path or our relationship with on a business side. Let's, let's dive in a little bit on a relationship side. At, at what creates the, that moment where, where you feel well, you're in a relationship? Go ahead, Josh. I was going to say real quick before we move on, Jay, I kind of, I'm curious to, uh, to bounce the question you fired actually back at you because it sounded to me like you were sharing your story. Um, and I only know, I'm curious now, cause I only know 
the crash part of your story, right? Your health and how you ended up in the hospital clinging to your last bit of life because you got so unhealthy being around the fast food all the time that you were serving. That was your business. And you were creative in that business. You were designing these stores. But I've never heard about when you were in the hospital and woke up and realized I need to change everything or this will be my end. Did you? I'm assuming you didn't quit your job the next day. You probably went back to it, right? And this is the part of the story I don't know and I'm curious about. Did you have that mental or that moral issue going back? Well, with uh, with all due respect, because uh, I don't never know who's who's watching it or not. Um, let's just say that. Um, it just, you know, it's kind of like when you hit the end of the road, every road comes, comes to an end, meaning it's either going to, you either have to turn left, you turn right, or it dead ends. And for me, it, it wasn't one particular scenario, one particular individual. It was just a culmination of, of all of the, uh, all of my experiences that I had, that I was living in at the time that um, I realized that I wasn't in alignment with. And ultimately, as I've said before, I said it in the opening uh, clip that, that was uh, produced so beautifully by Evis, is that when I woke up, I, I just knew the, the man I had become. And I hated myself. I can't say it was one particular circumstance or situation. It was every aspect I, I just realized that I lost myself, and for me, I think primarily it came down to is that I didn't, I didn't know that how much of a people pleaser I was, and and how I was um, very, you know, codependent in my relationships, whether it was at home, whether it was at at the office, wherever I, wherever I was, it it showed up, and through that process of giving it away, and not receiving what I say where it felt like there was an equitable exchange back a back and forth, kind of like if you ever played ping pong or tennis, the, the, mm -hmm. greatest, the greatest joy when you're holding that racket or the paddle is when you have a volley going back and forth. And a volley is, is about, you're just, you're in it, you're engaged and you're, you're kind of going back and forth. Well, when you're, when you tend to show up, let's say codependent in relationships, in your life is less of a volley that's that you're experiencing there's not that reciprocation at all and eventually you get tired and i got really tired and it wasn't i wouldn't say that it was one particular circumstance it was and i'd also say that this wasn't about anyone outside of myself mm -hmm. i sold my own soul i gave it away mm -hmm. It wasn't that anyone took it from mm. me. It was it was it was my choice to give it away. Now you could you could easily say it was it was on a subconscious level. I wasn't consciously giving it away. I wasn't aware of of the of how much profound damage it was causing me on every level of my being. But the truth was is that nobody had a gun in my head. Mm. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm. And so that's, that's why we end up how we end up.
So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish I could say there was one, one particular storm that passed through Seoul, California, but <laughs> I was just living in a cesspool of, of a storm. And I could point the finger at, you know, many people, but the truth is, is that it, was, it really came down to me and, um, and how I, Yeah. Mm. You know, when we show up and grow up, there's no more room for blame. Mm. Right. There's only there's only opportunity to take accountability. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's how I choose to to show up today is I take accountability. And part of taking accountability is is awakening and realizing that how many of us are in relationships where where we're not at peace. We're in relationships with partners, with husbands, with wives, with boyfriends, with girlfriends, friendships. And we're not at peace. And we, on some level, whether it be conscious or subconscious level, we know that we are at odds within. So my question to you gentlemen tonight is, why do we then stay in it? Hmm. What are we afraid of? Um... Well, that goes back to our many shows on relationships. Um, what we're trying to talk about here is where what you realized, Jay, was I'm not living my soul path. I'm not living from my soul. I'm I'm not I'm wherever I was, I whatever I knew, whatever I didn't know, that's what was happening in my life. That's the choices I was making from a place of being unconscious. But all of a sudden, something shifts and we realize. And the way we move, can move from uh, living in that way to from the soul perspective or our soul path is when we get that um, aha moment. Oh, wow. However it happens with us. Oh, my God. It's like the two by four across the back. of the, what, what am I doing? What's going on? Right then and there, we're getting in touch with our soul. There you go. That's mm. the beginning. We're mm. getting in touch with ourselves within. Oh, my God. I made these choices. I was in this relationship. How did I ever do that? Why did I ever do that? Well, it's all based upon our wounding, our conditioning, our programming. But then if we really are saying to ourselves, wow, I need to look at my life. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't feel right. There's things that don't resonate. I'm in relationships that don't resonate. Why am I staying in these relationships? We're staying in them because of our, as Ev would say, our beliefs, what we believe. Living from the soul perspective mm. is not living based upon beliefs. It's, it's living on a knowingness. And that knowingness lies in our heart space. Ev, I think you another <laughs> clip right there, brother. Oh, brother. Jeff, the sound was on fire right now. Yeah, you nailed Beautiful. it, man. Nailed yep. it. That thing, brother. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's not, well, nothing to do with a belief system. Like you said, it's the inner knowing. Yeah. Inner yep. knowing. But before that shame and that blame comes up, like what Jay was saying, if you're in that relationship and you feel like you're staying in it, you've got to really be able to practice that time with self. Mm. You know, that's why the word solitude, soul, you have to be solo at some stage after any relationship to come back home. Otherwise, mm -hmm. that shame is simply your conscience. And it's telling you that you've offended, number one, your values. Hmm. We've done plenty of shows on that, my brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Go back and watch those. Bingo. Mm -hmm. and, and a good tool, start writing down our values. Yep. Well, here, here's the thing about that. Uh, how do we even decipher if they are our values or we're just still holding on to the values from our ancestors that have us oh, yeah. in the handcuffs right here. Oh yeah. If you had asked me 10 years ago, what my values were, I would have listed ones that were imprinted on me because mm -hmm. I thought those were the ones that were important because that's what I grew up with hearing. Mm -hmm. And uh, not that those were bad. I'm not, you know, blaming. Uh, they just weren't mine. And go. it is it is hard to decipher when we do have outside stimulus and we, you know, grew up in um, it, we, we can't help but grow up and be around people and influences outside of us. But, uh, yeah, you, you called it, Jay. That's the hard part is what's mine and what's not mine. Mm. Well, I and bet you. OK, Jack, go ahead, Ev. Oh, I was just going to say, my brother, and that's the difference between a core value and a value. See, what I teach in the workshop is that values can evolve over time as you evolve as a soul. Mm -hmm. Core values have been rooted deep within you, generational like Jay's mentioned, or if it's been passed down culturally, uh, like in many cultures. But value means to do the introspective work. So what are those values I get my clients or people in the workshop to answer a few simple questions, but a couple of those are as simple as asking yourself, what was the most satisfactory time within your life? Mm. What mm. was the happiest time within your life? What was the most mm. fulfilling time within your life? And I, I allow my clients and the people in the workshop to sit with that and then I simply ask, now, how did they make you feel? Mm. Mm. And from that point, when you actually hear what someone is actually answering from that deeper level of that emotional side and getting in touch on that deeper level, like I've mentioned, then you can actually start seeing through their own vocabulary and their own words, which are sending out that vibration, their values. And I'll just simply list them up on a, on a board or you can write them down if you've got a journal and they'll stick out to you like nothing else. Yeah. Hmm. You know, we could, we could all, we could also begin simply um, what is important to us. Honesty, truthfulness, integrity, authenticity, transparency, those are values. 
Those are, those are values. And I bet you everybody out there listening and watching tonight, ask yourself is honesty, truthfulness, transparency, authenticity important to you? And I bet you everybody out there would say yes. Mm-hmm. Those are values. That's where we can start. I'm, I'm curious, when we feel um, some level of being trapped, when we're, we have, we're in conflict within, in any type of relationship, again, whether it be in our, in our career, our job, our personal relationships, and we have a sense that we are not in alignment What, what keeps us in it? Our beliefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take it right back. Our beliefs. Because if we were living from a soul perspective, we'd move into that place. We live in, and do things and make choices unconsciously at times based upon beliefs. Mm-hmm. As opposed Thanks. to How does it make me feel? Does it resonate for me? That's the soul part. That's the heart part. The reason why we remain in relationships that don't serve us, don't serve our highest good, don't champion our highest good, there's not a balance of giving and receiving, is because of our conditioned beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of the conditioned beliefs is that if I step out of the, if there's a, if there's a part of the relationship includes uh, a financial arrangement or agreement, whether it be a relationship, personal, private relationship, or even a business relationship. So then we, then we're at that moment, we're, we're sold. We've been, been, we're owned. Right. And there's, and there's where the, there's where the inner battle comes in because we're, what is it we're afraid of? We're afraid of that if we step out, where will we be? What will we have financially? Mm-hmm. So There's several. We're locked ahead, in, sorry. right? We're locked in at that moment, Josh, or what? Mm-hmm. There's several TV shows in my or projects in my career where um, I felt like a hooker. I was literally selling my body at a price, my time, my person, my abilities, my gifts. They set a price and I said, yes. And I wasn't happy there. And I wasn't happy with the agreement. And I was probably most angry at myself for saying yes, when I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's real tough when you wake up in the middle of one of those agreements (laughs) and you're like, shit, I said yes to this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, or uh, yeah, if you have one, you ever had one of those like sneaky feelings where you're like, man, I shouldn't take this job or I should really turn this down, but you don't know why. And then you get in the middle of it and it all is just turning awful. And you're like, I should listen to myself. So hold on, Josh. Yeah. That, what you just described is that sneaky feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. what, what you really what you really just described is you didn't you didn't pay attention to your intuition. That sneaky exactly. feeling was your gut. 
and your gut right. is, your, is your intuition and that's that's the soul. Right. The soul but when you're not used to listening to it, it's quiet. Right. It's real quiet. You might not even pick up on it. You that's why people say, "Oh, I had I might have had a weird feeling about it in the beginning." And yeah, that job went real bad. You know, it's like that, like you said, Jay, there's that little voice and it does get louder the more you pay attention to it. It's like a muscle. We got to practice, right? You got to, it's real soft at first, but once you tune into that radio station, you can pick it up pretty good. And I would say with all confidence that all four of us live our lives uh, listening to that station every day now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We will, I'm sure all of us dip back in a time or two. Sure. Um, and but then there's that knowingness. Oh, okay. You know, I did it again. Um, we don't want to beat ourselves up. It's not dramatic. We go, okay, you know, I made that choice, and you know, but it gets less and less because we begin to trust. We get, begin to trust us. We begin to trust that. The decision that I'm making from my heart space or my soul space that resonates with me is the decision that I'm making. And if this is in my, on my soul path and in my soul plan, by making this choice right now, then I'm opening another doorway to the next step in my soul plan. And you know what? The universe is listening. <laughs> Always. We actually, we actually, uh, but are we listening? That's that's a thing, right? You know, for some of us, we have the courage, some of these, but others don't. Some of these may be a test. <laughs> they they all are. They're all they're all yeah. things that happen for our growth. Have you been? Have uh, you've been really quiet. A good active listener. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to invite you uh, as we roll into the last quarter of tonight's talk show. Um, mm. Let's kick it off. Let's maybe share some tips, tricks, and tools on how, how can we either prevent ourselves from selling our soul or, and, or once we have the awareness that one more time we have sold out, mm. how, how can we, bring ourselves, let's say, back to say no thank you? What are some of the tips, tricks, and tools that we can share with our viewers and listeners this evening? Mm. I mean, obviously, I always go back to values, as Jeff mentioned, you know, as well. But realizing, you know, what part of your life has been your actual self versus your public self, mm. because many people still walking around mm. with masks out here. And um, obviously, with the influence and the persuasion of the social media environment and online, um, many people wouldn't even understand who their real self is. So really distinguishing in between what that actual self and that public self may look like, mm -hmm. you know, is, is my public self, I'm always looking around to see what other people think or are they going to validate or, you know, uh, approve of me. Versus my actual self, I don't need to be validated by anything or anyone on the outside. 
So really coming to terms and understanding what your actual self is versus that public self. You know, are you living in the footsteps or are you living in someone else's life? There's another big one. Mm-hmm. Many people, they're still living vicariously through fallen stars. You know, the, the, this celebrity idea of, you know, walking in uh, the footsteps of who your favorite celeb is out there. Mm-hmm. That vicarious living, you know, big one is that lack of independent decision making. Mm. So when we fall into these relationships and we feel we can't leave them, it's because really we, we lack that in, independent decision making. Mm-hmm. So really writing out these parts of yourself, you know, that um, last one I'll just finish with there, brother, is just that. Like I keep saying, it comes back for some reason, learning to spend that time with yourself. If you feel like you've got leaks going from left, right and center and people pulling your energy and you selling it out, trading it everywhere, then you've got to put up a certain access to people, places and things. That allows you, like I said earlier, to then create the space for your time, for the me time that's usually consumed by other people. This allows you to come back on the inner journey so you can come back on that soul path. But up until that point, my brothers and sisters, if you're not making this plan, you're becoming the plan of someone else's. It's as simple as mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's like a ship, right? If you don't have it mapped out where you want to go. You're just going to get blown around by the wind and the waves, and you're going to end up wherever you end up. Not in control. You're going to end up on Gilligan's Island, you know, (laughs) (laughs) with a, with a volleyball named Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're younger, you have no idea what we're talking about here right now. (laughs) You know, it's funny. That was that was actually one of my favorite shows as a kid growing up. Hmm. And I, up until this moment, I hadn't thought about it. Hmm. But perhaps it was my connection to the show was somehow I, I knew that hmm. I was kind of like that boat. Hmm. Hmm. Lost at sea. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, wow. Josh, man, you just you just brought it to another level. It's interesting that what you just said, lost at sea. And when I when I stepped into my healing journey, I went to the sea mm. to find myself. I would spend two to four hours every single day for over two years. Somehow, that's where I was guided to go to do my healing. And through that process, I I began to uncover and discover that The true essence of coming home 
was at the soul level. And the soul level is really the most beautiful, loving place within a, the body of a human being. Because that's where all our truth is. That's where all of our truths are. That's where serenity is. That's where inner peace is. That's where the true essence of love is. And I tell you what, if I had to choose between being hooked on the on the negative ions coming off the ocean floor or hooked on an aroma from the seawater or just the energy from the surf, seeing the beautiful fish, the mammals, the birds, every day, that was the medicine that I needed. And it was such a, such a beautiful journey. You've heard all of us men this evening mention how important nature is to reconnecting. It doesn't matter from my perspective it's, if it's at the ocean, if it's in the mountains, if it's on a walkabout, in a neighborhood even, if it's on a bicycle, just get out and move. Get, get out of your home. Get, turn off that TV. Turn off the computer. And, and discover yourself somewhere outside of the incandescent lighting. Lean into the sun, lean into the moon, lean into nature to find your way home. Mm -hmm. And I can almost guarantee you that if you are committed to it and you're consistent to that process, you will no longer live in that that inner bondage of being sold out. Hmm. I wonder, Jay, if you were waiting by the ocean for you to come back from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all kind of coming together right now. You know, it's beautiful. It's like, wow. I mean, I was a little kid watching that show. I think it was probably in the seventies or so, definitely not the eighties, but the early seventies. But uh, I, had, I had no idea how profound it would be come in my own life. Mm. But what do you make of that Jeff Fasado? Light us up, kick us, kick us off tonight with uh, kick us out tonight. Give us a, a soulful a moment of a, of a tip trick or tool on and how to release yourself from that inner bondage of selling out. Raise your awareness and consciousness that you're selling out. Like I said earlier, you know, how am I feeling? Pick a part of your life that isn't resonating right now or you don't feel wonderful about. And look at that and say, well, how does that make me feel? If it's a relationship, let's just look at a relationship. And wow, that I'm not feeling that great about this relationship. As a matter of fact, it lowers my resonance and vibration. Um, there's not a balance of giving and receiving. And how does that make me feel? What am I feeling? Why am I in this relationship? Write, I'll write all of that down and answer those questions. But as Ev said earlier, 
when he gave the exercise to the kids that he's working with and then asked the question, now, how does that make me feel? Mm -hmm. How does it make me feel? How does it make me feel? When we go in and and get in touch with our feelings, I've said this many times on this show, we are then moving into the entryway of the soul's core. Beautiful. What role do you think, what role do you think uh, journaling does, can play in its reconnection to the soul? That's so that's another tool. Yeah. Well, I just said you can write. Yeah, you could journal. You could make lists. Write down what this is making. How does this make me feel? Yeah. And for me, one of the most powerful things in my life, being a people pleaser and someone who was looking externally for validation, love, um, value. Uh, one of the more powerful exercise exercises in my life was the word no. Learning to use the word no when those feelings did come up, when those little that little voice in there said, I don't know if you want to do this, but then my brain would say, yeah, but you need the money. Yeah, but you need to this. Yeah, but this could lead to that. And the little voice is like, all right, don't listen to me. What do I know? Um, having the power to say no in the face of fear. Um, my job is a, I'm a contracted employee, so I get jobs through referrals. So, and every few months I have to, this process repeats itself. So saying no was really scary. Mm -hmm. Turning down jobs because it wasn't, I wasn't going to get enough or be, or feel valued, or it wasn't a project that was in alignment with me. And so saying no was scary. There was fear there. Oh, I might burn a bridge. I might lose uh, the trust of this producer, even though I didn't enjoy the project last time or whatever. I might, I might not get a call. Jeff knows the freelance world as well. You're, you're afraid. I might not get a call again if you say mm-hmm. no. But one of the more powerful experiences in my life was saying no and not looking back. Yeah. Well, there's, isn't there two ways to say no? Meaning you <laughs> no can say- or hell no. <laughs> well, yeah, I get I guess one one is like one is uh no and the other one is no thank you. It's the word the power of the words we speak mm-hmm. are so mm-hmm. critical because mm-hmm. when we have the courage to to say no thank you, how at least for myself, how I'm able to receive that as I'm saying no thank you, I appreciate the offer, but I'm gonna pass for now. In that moment, I'm actually feeling it radiating throughout my entire body temple. Mm -hmm. What's radiating is what I'm saying is yes to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just had the courage to say, no, thank you. It means so much to me. But And the other other part of saying no, thank you is is that a lot of us grew up in homes where we, we think that we have to explain our no, thank you. Yeah. We don't have to explain our no, thank you anymore. I know, thank you. Many of us, it's an excuse. It's not the truth anyway. A lot of the times we're coming up with a reason why we're saying no, thank you. But is, he, is, is it even the truth? No, thank you is a, is a complete sentence. 
-hmm. We don't need to say anything mm -hmm. other than that. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Now we could, of course, we could pull a J and say, not here, not now, no mas, no more. <laughs> but in that moment, no thank you for me has such a loving affirmation for the choice that I just made in that moment with, with having the courage to even, let's say, set that, that boundary of sorts. And a boundary, of course, that no thank you is not for them. It's for, it's for you, Josh. It's a yes for me. Right. We right. called it, Jay. That was huge. It's a yes to you. How beautiful is that? You know, something that's resonating right here right now is uh, we live in a society, and, and this could be another topic for another night, where we, we're so focused on, we get society kind of brands these words in our vocabulary, and then we keep repeating them as, as though they, they are a truth. So I'm going to give one for example right now. Is how many of us have uh, talked about ourselves as being survivors in, in our life? I'm a survivor. What if we just change that one word from a survivor to becoming a warrior? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you can you feel the difference in the power of that of that shift? Yep. We don't need difference. to be surviving anything anymore. But we can embrace becoming a warrior in every aspect of our life. What does a warrior mean for me is, is that we could raise our arms up in the air and we could say, yes, yes, yes. I'm a, I'm a freaking warrior. I did it. I overcame. Doesn't mean that there's not going to be any pain. <laughs> but when we have the courage to really tap into our superpowers and learn how strong we really are, not how weak we thought we were, that's when we can truly embrace the essence of what being a warrior can feel like. So anyone that's out there listening tonight, pick picks us up on live or replay. If you're, if you're battling, battling a disease, even drop that word. We don't have to battle anything anymore. When we surrender, we come from our heart, come from our soul, come from love. We could love disease outside of our body, just love it away. We don't have to survive anymore. Let's become warriors all together on Real Men, Real Talk Live. Mm -hmm. Who wants to close this out tonight? One last uh, closing thoughts. I think you just did. I thought you just did. Well, you guys ready to call it a wrap? Put a pretty bow in a show? Beautiful show. Beautiful, Beautiful show. show, guys. Happy Easter to those that celebrate. Yeah. And, um, you know, this time of the year, spending it with loved ones but also taking that time out just for yourself, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yep. Have. So my closing last words are, we have a choice in life. We either could sell out or we could soul in. And I, and I, and I invite each one of 
our viewers to it's time to sell a soul in. Tap into your soul, tap into your heart. And then begin to embrace and trust that that's more than all you need. All you need can be met from your heart or soul. And with that, I love you guys. Viewers, thank you for joining us on Real Men, Real Talk. Live!